This is the Shoot Once Podcast. I'm Frank Walker. Welcome everyone to the Shoot Once Podcast, a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, A week where a lot has happened uh, in the NHL and a lot of things... I wouldn't say we're clear on what's going to happen just yet, but we have a lot better idea. Um, Big things happened. The majority of the show today is going to be obviously talking about the NHLPA approving the return to play format, which we now have a a decent understanding of what's going to happen there. But before we get to that, we've got the, uh, what I think is a very important topic that, that got kind of, brushed over because we all know because of the huge story about return to play and that is uh akimalu wrote on the players tribune about his experiences growing up um as as a a black person a person of color playing hockey now his experience was in canada um you get the sense you know i mean hockey wasn't a sport he was his him and his family were really into before he came to canada so you get the idea that if he'd gone to the united states maybe he would have played football or basketball or baseball or I don't know, soccer or anything else there. But, I mean, with, with hockey being the big sport in Canada, he started, he started playing it. And the article has a lot in it. And, and I would highly recommend everybody go read it. Um, he tells just some some terrible stories. And, and I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you what the stories were because the article does a much better job of it, obviously, with it coming from his perspective. The hardest part to look at is... He has a part where he's where he puts on here some of like the DMs he got on Twitter for for speaking up about about these kinds of situations, and the vitriol that he gets for that is just awful. I mean, and the hate for just pointing out that there could be an issue in hockey with racism, which I I, I mean, and and hockey is a microcosm of everything. Everything has these problems to an extent. But it seems like there's a very provincial hold over hockey and, and some sports and that. No, this is this place and and it's it's upsetting. Um it's a, it's an upsetting story. I would highly recommend you go read it. And it it was a it's a reminder that this isn't just a problem for people of color. This is a problem for everyone. Because you don't want this happening in something you're associated with. And I, I've told this story on this show before, and I'm, I'm going to tell it now because it feels like it, it's appropriate. When you're a white man, and obviously if you're watching the video version of this, you 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 know you can tell what I am. Uh, and I'm going to put the link for this story in the in the in the story no, in the notes for the episode and everything, so you'll have that. But when you grow up a white man, and where I grew up was pretty rural, uh, not you know there weren't, and and nobody was overtly racist or anything like that. No, but very few people were overtly sexist. Uh, but you you don't realize what that that privilege is growing up. Um. Because you didn't, because I, when I grew up, I didn't see a lot of examples of somebody being racist. So I didn't think that I was getting any kind of special benefits or anything else like that. And the wake up for me when there was this first moment of, oh my goodness, this isn't as simple as I thought it was, was after I'd had a child. 
And I was watching hockey one night, and my daughter, she was about three or four at the time, she looks up at me and goes, Daddy, do girls play hockey? And that moment kind of opened my mind a little bit in a way it never had before because there's such a, a set, there's such a, 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 a built-in thing into our culture where the men's version of something is just considered the default, that that's the, the normal one. And anything else is the strange one. Like, I mean, even, you know, even things as simple as when you play a video game and you start with the default character, you know, uh, until very recently, that default character, if you had any form of customization, always defaulted to a white man. And, And again, I'm not trying to make a bigger thing out of this than what it is, but it is recognizing the place in the culture that we're at where it's the white male version of something is the normal version of it. And and something that this story points out is the role that the people who have that privilege of being the normal people involved in something, there's a responsibility to that for to, to try and make things better. Um, the 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 thing that came to my mind when I was seeing when I was seeing some of this was what who who Akeem Alou didn't have one of my favorite sports movies is Remember the Titans it's a really good movie I really like it um, yes it very much puts kind of a, a a very shiny veneer on a story that was more complex than what it was that's what movies do but there's a moment in it when during a, a playoff game uh, there's essentially the premise of the movie for those of you who've never seen it if you haven't shame on you uh, is that a uh, a black coach is brought in, a black football coach is brought in to be the head coach of this recently um, school district where they had a black high school and a white high school, and so they put them together to have one high school, and, and every other coach in the system is is white, so they have one black head coach. And the school board is looking for an excuse to fire him, so as soon as he loses the game, they're going to fire him, and they have this guy, who this white guy who's been their head coach for a long time. And in one particular game, the referees are essentially trying to fix the game. Um, there's just this kind of concerted effort to, yeah, let's get the black head coach out. Let's do this. And the the white head coach who stands to gain by this happening realizes what's going on. And he pulls the referees aside. And he tells them, if you go through, if you guys keep doing this, I'm going to go to the papers. I'm going to tell everyone what you did. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the one that's going to spill the beans on this. And they were like, no, let's help you get your job back. And he's like, no, you treat these kids right. You treat these kids work too hard playing football. We're not doing this. We're not, tr- you know, doing this to somebody. And, you know, they they threaten him back with something else. But he, he pushes through and, you know, the referees stop. They call a, a decently fair game from then on, that sort of thing. And it's just, again, these things get a little complicated. I'm not saying there needs to be the white saviors stepping in. But there's a role to play of being the one to step in and say, no, this isn't okay. This isn't normal. This isn't how we do things. So that would just be my message to you after reading all this stuff. If, if you're involved in something and you're, you know, you're the person who has the place of privilege in something and you're seeing someone else, you know, use that against somebody, you can step in and say something. You can be the person to say, no, that's not okay. No, this is not what we do. So that's my piece on that. Now jumping into more of the straight hockey stuff. 
the uh, the league has the the players association in the league have agreed on this twenty four team format. If you're watching the video version right now, you're seeing the 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 uh, the actual kind of playoff format from a TSN image that was done. Obviously, if you're listening, we'll just talk about it here. But if you haven't seen this thing, it's this image has been all over the place now, or or versions of it that show how these playoffs would line up. And essentially, how this works. I mean, just as an example for the Blue Jackets, on the, in the East, you have four teams that would get a bye to the to essentially the first round into the playoffs, and that's what I think is an important distinction here. The league, I don't think they're not considering all of these series playoff games. Essentially, what's happening is the four top teams in each conference. So in the East, it's Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philadelphia. In the West, it's St. Louis, Colorado, Las Vegas, and Dallas. They are essentially automatically in the playoffs as seeds one through four. Then you have what I believe are going to be five-game playoff series between based on where teams finish their regular season. So you've got uh, the the eight and nine seeds, the eight seeds, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are going to play the Blue Jackets from what we can tell now. The seven-seed Islanders are going to play the 10-seed Panthers. The six seed Hurricanes are going to play the 11th seed Rangers. And the 5th seed Penguins are going to play the 12th seed Hurricanes. Or not Hurricanes. Uh, Canadians. Out West. The 8th seed Flames are going to play the 9th seed Jets. The 7th seed Canucks will play the 10th seed in the Wild. The 6th seed uh, Predators are going to play the 11th seed Coyotes. And the 5th seed Edmonton Oilers are going to play the 12th seed uh, Blackhawks. Let me say what I like about this format first of all. Yay hockey. I like hockey being back. I like all these different... I think the playoff series will be fun. They will be entertaining to watch. It will be crazy to go from months of no hockey to jumping right into what are essentially playoff games. So that'll be fun. Um, the fact that for this year... I, and I'm someone who said, who's gone on the record saying I like the divisional format of the playoffs. I do kind of appreciate that it looks like this year. They're just like, nope, scrap it. We're going to do something different because we're in a different time. And I, I like the idea of the Blue Jackets playing different teams in the playoffs. It feels, for a team that hasn't done a lot in its history, the more times you can have a playoff series against a team you haven't done before, it, it feels like you're kind of building more history into your team. Because, I mean, at this point, those first two times we made the playoffs, it was, well, we played the we played the Red Wings years ago. But then it was against the Penguins twice, then the Capitals. Then we have Tampa and Boston. So now we're at a, you know, what, five different teams we've played in a playoff series. So if we get to Toronto, that'll be six because technically these play-in series will still be part of the regular season, but fans are going to think of them as playoffs because they are. It's three games, or it's a five-game series. You have to win three, and if you don't, your season's over. That's that's playoffs. Um, it's just an expanded, weird wild card format. Now... What I don't like about this is a lot. Something that kind of disappoints me. First of all, I think the teams that are getting the buys are actual, or that are going right into the playoffs, I think they're kind of hurt by this. And and uh, Tampa Bay, one of the two teams that actually voted against this format, their they're, uh, representative on the PA, he said why, and one of them was, he didn't think that teams that got that, you know, first round pass right into it, or that pass right into the playoffs, are going to be as well prepared because 
essentially what's going to happen while these best of five series are going on the the one through four seeds are apparently going to be playing some type of round robin where they all play each other once so each of them will have three games in and potentially this apparently can they haven't figured out all the details yet so that's one thing to keep in mind with everything i'm saying not all the details are worked out that's why i haven't done a, a that's why i'm not planning on doing a toronto preview yet because it's possible things may still shift but who knows they're all going to play each other. Um, the idea being that this might affect seeding to get them some games in before the actual playoffs for them. But if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, or even better, let's say you're the Washington Capitals, and you're playing some games against Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, and, and Boston, and all those teams know they're in the playoffs, it's just, eh, who are we going to play is really the only thing you're worried about. And it's not like you're even getting home ice. You're all going to be playing in these weird you know, third-party locations. It doesn't really matter. But say Washington gets a Carolina Hurricanes team that just went four with the Rangers and is and is go you know, playing hard, playing lights out hockey because they've got to play hard. I mean, I you can almost see it would not shock me if, you know, seventy percent of these seventy five percent of these series, whatever team actually played a, played in one of the playing series wins game one of the playoffs that wouldn't shock me at all because you have teams that are fighting for their lives and in some situations are you know can theoretically i mean and it's hockey hockey's the most random sport so these things can happen quickly i mean out west if you're the dallas stars don't tell me you're not worried about if the oilers have to fight hard and win a series against the blackhawks first of all they're coming in with this huge confidence from winning a series and then you've had Connor McDavid. You've given him four or five, three, four or five games to get get his legs under him. And now you're coming in, having played essentially glorified exhibitions against the Golden Knights, the the Avalanche, and the Blues. That's hard. I mean, even if you're the Bruins and you're going to play the Blue Jackets, if the Blue Jackets have been playing hard and they are ready, that could be crazy. That could be some. That that's going to be a high order. The other thing I don't like about this is I'm not a fan of the 12 seeds, essentially. Because these 12 seeds, let's go look at the standings and what was happening there. So the 12 seeds are Montreal in the east and Chicago in the west. In the west, Chicago was six points out of the playoffs and was had 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 played one more game than the number two than that what last wild card seed with twelve games to go. That's a really hard road to make up. In the East, Montreal was ten points out of the last spot and had played more games than anyone else. That's rough. And you're telling me that they have that they you know I mean, it, the thing is, if I'm the t- if of all the teams that are on the outside looking in, who could say they were upset by this? I'm kind of surprised Buffalo didn't vote against this because when you look at this, they had 68 points in 69 games. Montreal had 71 points in 71 games, and Montreal goes in, Buffalo doesn't. I mean, it just. I mean, I know you got to draw the line somewhere. Not everything's going to be fair, but yeah, that's rough. It. What I was hoping to see. When they announced that they were going from four hub cities to... Or they didn't announce it. But when the news came out that instead of four hub cities, they were looking at more likely two. What I was hoping for 
is that in your hub of 12 teams, so in the East, the teams we said in the playoff, out of those 12 teams, what would happen is that every team would play each other once, thus giving you 11 more games to play. So for the Blue Jackets, that would mean, you know, Toronto, Boston, Florida, the Islanders, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, the Hurricanes, Washington, Montreal, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. You'd play all them one more time. And when you look at what this is in the league standings, 11 more games would put Columbus at 71 games played. Uh, if you're looking at Carolina, 11 more games. I'm sorry, Columbus puts them at 81 games played. Carolina puts them at 79. Um, Montreal would actually get the full 82 in then with that. And it would give these teams much closer to a full 82-game season and then use points percentage to determine who gets in the playoffs. Now, is this totally fair? No, because obviously you're going to be now playing some division opponents more than you would have anyway. Um, these last games, if your strength of schedule had been harder earlier and you were going to play some easier teams on your the end part, and these other teams had already played the easy parts of their schedules, yeah, that's not going to perfectly balance either. But it gives you more closer to an 82-game season to actually see who would, you know, closer to that and then use points percentage to determine a regular 16-team playoffs. I think that would have been the way to go. I really do. Um, just because at that point, you're looking at, and you're getting more hockey, um, I think you have more games in total doing it that way if every team has to play the other team once. And the other thing you'd get out of it is, if you're one of those teams right now, like say you're Boston and you are you know you're in the playoffs, but you're worried that you might play a hot Toronto Maple Leafs team coming off beating Columbus, and you, you know that's going to be a rough go for you. If for the last, you know, two, three weeks, instead of playing, you know, uh, instead of just kind of playing these little round-robin games for a week or two while the other best five series were happening, if you were playing games, because you'd be playing games against uh, the Canadians and the Rangers and the Blue Jackets and the Panthers, teams who are fighting to get into the playoffs, so you're getting that level of competition. You're getting ready for it. And that's that's where I think this would have been a better feel. Um, at the same time, it would have helped other things out. Like, I think it would have given us... Because, like, they're going to hand out a President's Trophy for this year, and I'm sure it's going to go to Boston because they're going to have to base it on points percentage. But it it would have given you kind of a better feeling for how that race would have ended. Um, it would have just, I think, would have been a better overall system it, because you would have had something closer to the regular season. In, in this situation, in my mind, what you're trying to do is as best you can replicate the regular season and what normally would happen. And I think that would have done the best job. My guess is to this point is what will happen. Any team that loses that play-in round will then go and probably based on points percentage be put into the uh, be put into the draft lottery. And that's one of the main reasons I think we haven't heard anything about the draft yet is because I think... The lead, I think the teams want whoever doesn't make the playoffs, meaning the 16 left, who play best of sevens, want them to get into a uh, a draft lottery. So that's where that goes. Um, another story that came out this week is the NHL and the Players Association are finalizing, you know, discussion of just extending the t- the, the the league year essentially. Because right now, as of 
July 1st, every NHL player's contract moves forward a year. So that means you then have free agents, you have guys moving into their, you know, unsigned RFA status, you have all that stuff, but obviously you can't play if somebody's not signed. And everybody kind of gets it, that just needs to happen. So expect that to happen. I mean, this is just kind of a, eh, yeah, of course that was going to happen kind of story. So uh, there's, there's, there's exciting things going on. Um, a lot to be excited about uh, in that we, it looks like we're finally getting some return to play. We started to see other sports come back on, which gives us a better idea of what the NHL is going to look like. I started seeing some clips going around this weekend about uh, Bundesliga teams piping in crowd noise into their stadiums and seeing how that worked on TV. I actually think it worked better than I thought it would. And I think it helped because it wasn't necessarily the team. I, I don't think it was just something where the TV was putting on an overlay. I think the I think in the arena they were actually playing it. So that, that would be cool. Uh, you'd like to see... I mean, it would be kind of cool to see whatever team is playing for them to actually go to the trouble of saying, oh, this is the home team in this game and this is the away team. And then to actually have the fans react as if, you know, have somebody hit sitting there hitting buttons as if the fans are actually reacting the way they would in the arena. I think that would be kind of a cool thing. Maybe it's something where I'd start watching and go, eh, this didn't work, but, but I'd be interested. But hey, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm getting more excited with the idea that we're actually going to have hockey games to talk about. So thank you for listening, and go Jackets. This has been the Shoot Once Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at ShootOncePod.